Good morning, Cherub. Good morning, Heather. Hello and welcome to the Cherub Chats podcast. I'm your host, Guardian Angel and Big Sis, Heather. And welcome to episode number three. Are we kidding me? Hello? I'm drinking a coffee because I am a little bit exhausted. Apparently, Venus is in retrograde, so I've been exhausted. A few of you girlies have too, so I'm gonna let myself have a coffee at five o'clock in the afternoon. I'm super excited because today we're talking about my Tinderella experience, love, sex, and relationships. A couple of angels asked about their situationships, hookups, exes, and self-love. So we're gonna get into all that. But first, if you wanna participate in next week's Ask Your Angels, make sure to follow me on Instagram. And I mean, while you're at it, follow me on YouTube and TikTok and all that. Um, Maybe grab merch, whatever you feel called to do, whatever is part of your journey, go do that. But every week i do an ask your angels story where you guys can submit your dilemmas and that's where i'm pulling all these questions from and if you want to give advice to cherubs i also ask for your guys's advice on my instagram story so check that out we like to kiki a lot over there here are the questions that our cherubs asked my ex wants to get back with me and i miss him but i don't want to be in a relationship what do i do i started having feelings for my situationship help advice on self-confidence should i disturb my peace and participate in hookup culture or continue in solitude until i meet the one old and tired question but how to get over exes i just found out my now ex was with someone oh that's hard as always i want to give advice from my personal experience and i feel like i had a very unique dating experience because i never talked to boys i didn't date in high school i didn't text boys i didn't go on dates i had like a couple friend dates and i was in very much denial that it was a date because i wasn't allowed to be on dates it was like at lunch during school very much my mom couldn't know what was happening and i also didn't like the boys i just said yes because they asked and i didn't know how to say no back then but then things changed when i left high school and downloaded this little app called tinder i used to work at dry bar in newport if you're in the oc area you know the hairstylists are always a wreck like i swear 92 percent of the stylists there oh my god i don't want to get whatever um The people that I personally worked with at the time were always hungover, withdrawing, or just a hot mess in general. There were a couple of people that were like angelic beings, but good lord. One of the girls actually like kind of felt like a big sis to me. She took me under her wing and she's like, what do you mean you've never had a boyfriend and gone on a real date? Like, um, we're downloading Tinder for you right now. She set up my profile and we started swiping. Obviously, this was a whole new world for me. Uh, I had never romantically spoken to a, a man in my life. Like literally making eye contact in class was as much as I flirted. But I swiped right on this guy and we went on a date. And that first date ended up being my only Tinder date of that year because he ended up being my boyfriend. And he was a very sweet guy. I can't really shit talk him too much. I kind of do in some toxic way wish that my first boyfriend was like this terrible person that i could shit on well actually you know i'm thankful that he was really nice he was actually really sweet um obviously because i had never had a boyfriend i had never had sex or any sexual anything and he also was on the same page he was very religious and bound to basically stay a virgin until marriage so i felt very safe and comfortable and respected 
and my boundaries there. He was like honestly a very great first boyfriend, literally wrote a poem for me every day and then he would call me and FaceTime me and read it to me every single day. And really quickly I realized this guy's not going to be the one I marry. Like he's just, he's really sweet, really nice, a little boring and a little dumb. Oh my god, I feel so bad saying that. We ended up being together for a year. I knew it was going nowhere and I was going to break up with him anyways, but at this time my mom was really toxically involved in everything in my life as you guys know and she basically forced me to break up with him because we weren't equally yoked which if you are religious you know that means that basically someone's not the same religion as you or even just not as religiously active as you like you could both be christian but if they're not involved in the church and you are then you're not equally yoked Oh my god, this story actually breaks my heart. So I told him like, hey, I need to break up with you. We should have one last date. And we went to the same place that we went to on our first date. And as I'm breaking up with him, this song, Single Ladies by Beyonce comes on. And guess what I start doing? I start dancing. I start dancing to the Single Ladies song. So basically, essentially what I did was I ripped his heart out, stomped on it, and did the Single Ladies dance on it. I am a massive bitch. Yeah, I am. I'm really sorry if you ever see this. I'm so sorry. But you know what? He obviously wasn't that heartbroken because the next day he started dating this girl that he would actually talk to me about during our relationship. Like I would ask him, oh, how was work? And he would be like, oh, it was great. You know, this girl did this. And she would constantly come up in like stories I should have known, but I was naive. That was my first boyfriend. I didn't know to be jealous. I didn't know to be untrustworthy of men. Immediately after started dating her, yeah, ew. Actually, they are engaged. Weirdly enough, um, his mom and I follow each other. I still follow his sister just like, cause she was so cute. I don't know, whatever. Um, moral story, I saw that he got engaged to her. So like, I was about to say baklava. What's the Jewish term for like, Mm, mazel tov mazel tov to you and after that after that breakup i was full on man eater mode okay i was right left left right left like a fucking military walk okay i was swiping through those boys i was chewing them up and spitting them back out i was running through the boys like freaking water okay and here's the thing when i was dating i was a notorious first dater the first date was always fun, getting to know them, kind of psychoanalyzing them, and then realizing that you're kind of dumb, <laughs> and I don't want to talk to you again. So first date, and then I would leave. I was actually notorious for only going to really quick activities like coffee or like a walk around a certain area, because if I realized that I didn't like this person, then I could dip. And I honestly... There was one instance that I think I was literally on the date for 15 minutes. I was like, well, it's been nice. Uh, I'm going to head out now. Have a good life. And here's the thing. One thing, the one good thing about daddy issues is that I have zero respect for men. And that meant that I was ruthless and disgusting and really, really honest with these men, which I think is actually what made me so appealing to a lot of men. I'm not going to lie. Like these men were after me. Okay. And I think the fact that I was just so blunt was actually really enticing to a lot of people who probably had not experienced that before. Of course, like any girl, I did fall in like with some people and I continued like my very aggressive pattern 
of like being very forward. And at some point, I did scare some people away in the same way that some people scared me away. And I think just in general, you don't want to be too brutal with how aggressive you are. I think to a certain extent, it's attractive. And then it's another extent, it's just like off-putting. Um, so I definitely learned a healthy balance. But of course, my heart had been broken. I mourned. I cried. And I listened to all the sad songs. I I actually, cringely enough, wrote my own poetry. And back, I had a, another YouTube channel. I wrote my own poetry and filmed like a video for it. And I put it on YouTube. Ew, cringe, throw up in my mouth right now. Gross. But like that's how I coped. I was like super emo. I went to concerts and I was really in my feels, but I highly recommend actually going through the emotion instead of trying to numb yourself and get over it because you'll always end up right in the feels. Like something will trigger you and you'll just go into a spiral. So definitely deal with it in the moment. Feel the sadness, cry, yell, scream, go through all the stages because truly in life you cannot skip any of the stages of grief and if you think you have get ready to experience it later down the road i also found myself a couple of times trying to fix boys which is kind of funny because what i should have been doing was fixing myself and working on healing myself but i think in retrospect it was a lot of work to do the inner work. It was a lot easier to externally see someone that had issues and try to fix them because that would be like almost instant results. You can see it's tangible, whereas inside it takes a lot longer and you can't see it in yourself necessarily. I think everyone should be very aware of their dating patterns. What type of people are you attracted to? What type of people are you attracting? Because that is a very good marker for where you're internally at because it's so true like you attract people based on where you're at and you find yourself in relationships based on what you need to learn and like a lot of the times people that come from chaotic childhoods with narcissistic parents end up being with narcissistic people and I think to a certain extent I was very aware and I knew exactly what I didn't want which was what I had witnessed in my childhood but of course just like anything when you do it too much I was constantly on tinder constantly talking to boys constantly having the same conversation over and over and over it was just exhausting i had my roster full okay i was talking to boys on boys i was stacking up the dates like i'd have one guy at five one at nine like one at eleven mind you still at this point i am a virgin and that honestly made dating so much easier for me i know that's not for everyone and i know that's not better or worse than any other decision but it did make my life easier because I felt like I had no skin in the game the stakes were much lower for me I wasn't investing much besides my time leaving sex out of it made my life a lot easier weeding the people and in fact people the trash took itself out with that some boys would after realizing that I was genuinely a virgin or celibate or whatever boys would be like oh okay well have a great life. And I'm like, great. I know what you were looking for and that's not what I'm willing to give. So perfect. You're done. Out of my life. Great. Check. On to the next one. That really kept my heart guarded in a good way. 
because I didn't have to constantly be vulnerable with people just to have them walk out of my life. And so I ended up deleting the app. I was off it for a little bit, just being a girl's girl, hanging out with my friends. Um, You know, I started going to the gym and like getting into hiking and being active. And I started like eating right. And um, I went through like a six month stint of binge drinking. And so I had gotten out of that and I was really like working on myself. I was happy outside of home, obviously still at home. I was going through a lot, but I was like, "Mm, why not? Let's just download the app. So I downloaded it casually swiping, not expecting a single thing. And I see this really cute white guy. If you know me before, like white guys are not necessarily my type. I always went for like tall, dark, handsome vibe. I was like, oh my God, this white guy's kind of cute. Let me just swipe right for a little ego boost. So I swipe right, it's a match. I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, I'll just see if he messages me. I'm not gonna do anything about it. Messaged me, we got each other's numbers, social media, and I think we FaceTimed a couple times. The timing didn't work out. Like he had been just coming back from traveling from out of the country and then the holidays were coming up. So he was going home to visit and we just kept like just barely slipping past each other. And I think maybe he was trying to get a date down and I was very wishy-washy. I think we might've set a date and then I canceled or something. It was just not working out. And one night, December 13th, 2017, (laughs) um there was actually a shooting star shower in laguna beach Ah, delicious i'm drinking my coffee i think that night it was like between this white guy and another person and i was like well i should ask this person that i've been talking to for a long time but some for some reason like i really want to ask this guy and i knew he was a gemini i'm a gemini the shooting stars were coming out of the constellation in gemini i was like oh my god how funny like this would be such a cute little story to tell one day when we get married so I hit him up. I'm like, hey, by the way, there's these shooting stars in Laguna. Like, I don't know if you're free, da, 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 So I asked him out on the first date. And I think I may have given him one hour advance notice. And he was like, yeah, I'll be there. Perfect. I wrap up work. We meet. We drive together to the beach. And we banter. It was super fun, funky, fresh. Like, if, if the banter's good, I know I'm going to like you. Like, if you can shoot the shit, if you can give it back just as quick as I can throw it to you slay we love that so we get up to top of the world in Laguna we're watching the shooting stars and we talk a little bit and we stay quiet a little bit and we talk a little bit and we are quiet a little bit and with previous dates silence was terrifying to me I hated silence it felt so awkward so weird I felt so like stiff about it and with him I felt so at ease so calm the silence was just peaceful there was like nothing off about our whole interaction and I just felt like this knowing feeling and again the thought of like this would be such a funny story to tell at our wedding and so that part of the date wraps up and then we're like should we go get something to eat great we go get something to eat We hang around, we eat, we talk, we wrap up that part of the day and we're like, should we do something else? Then we go to another part of Laguna, we shoot the shit for like an hour or two and he's just opening up and telling me about his whole life and I'm like, oh my God, I love love a guy that can communicate slay. Come to find out he has never done that in his life. Like he is not a communicator. He 
has his walls up he's very reserved with people he's like I don't know I just felt really comfortable with you I'm like oh my god you don't say I felt the same way and I'm here thinking wow this date is going great what a romantic like magical night I feel good I'm assuming he feels good we go back and I'm like waiting for this magical smooch nothing I'm like, well, I guess it was a fail. I guess he fucking hates my guts. Like, see you never. And I get home all sad about it. And he texts me. He's like, oh, I had such a great night. I'm like, what? I'm confused. Very, very confused. Because one thing about being a serial first dater, you get a lot of people trying to kiss you. Um, Because the boys are like, oh, kiss, that's nothing. But for me, I was like, if I'm not actually feeling you, I'm going to tell you no. I'm going to swerve. I am not going to kiss you. The one time I wanted the boy to kiss me, he said he didn't do shit. Okay. I get home. I get the text. I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe it wasn't as bad. Maybe I'm like a number three, number four on his roster. He's not super interested, but he had a good time. He asks me out on another date and another date and another date. And a lot of these are like two, three days in a row. I'm like, wow, he must really like me. One of these days, he actually accidentally texted me and he was like, hey, I'm hanging out with Heather again. And I was like, oh, like, sorry, if you don't want to see me again, like, it's okay, we can meet next week. He's like, oh, no, no, sorry, I was just telling my bud. And I was like, ah, first name basis with the buds? Ooh, you already know. He's talking about me. (laughs) Anyway, we matched up on a lot of like our core values. I feel like he's such a respectful gentleman just a really stand up amazing respectful person and I feel like I have a lot of the similar traits although I didn't have a good family or come from a good family I really craved that and I really wanted stability and he was that stability and we just matched up on a lot of our foundational goals and pillars in life and I think that's one important thing to think about it's so fun to date and it's so fun to talk and you know chit chat with people of all walks of life but one thing that has to be there is that foundation and the pillars of life that you want to uphold I will say people are always like oh I want this I want that in a man like my expectations are really high I'm not going to accept anything but the best and it's like that's great that's amazing love that for you but I will say we're all in a journey right and sometimes I feel like people in general expect the end product at the beginning of the journey and generally a lot of us are dating in our teens 20s even 30s and you're still starting out life you're still figuring yourself out you might not have that dream job or dream whatever life and I don't think people should be necessarily judged for that or even ticked off the list for not being there yet because we're all just starting out right and I think that's another beautiful thing of like meeting my husband so young is that we've been able to build our lives and grow and develop mentally emotionally all these things together which is such a beautiful thing. We've been able to grow together. We've been married for, I say five years, but it's four and a half. With that being said, as you see, I've had quite a unique dating experience. I feel like most people become sexually active in their like late teens, 20s. But to me, it was really important to make sure that it was not, that was not the only thing in our relationship 
that we had in common or that we were excited about. And my experience is not to say that it's wrong if you're sexually active in relationships or casual hookups or anything. I'm just saying that's how I felt comfortable and that's how I was able to guard myself and protect myself in the long run. Now circling back to the questions that our cherubs had for us this week. Old and tired question about how to get over exes. I think you need to remind yourself that they're an ex for a reason. You don't want them anymore, which means they're someone else's to find. And I know it's much easier said than done, but just focus on yourself. Focus on growing yourself and becoming that best version of you that your soulmate will eventually find really attractive. And I want you to do that from a place of loving yourself more and wanting to pour into yourself, not from a place of, oh my God, I need to impress my future person. Don't come from that frantic energy because as we've as we've seen from my experience, like that frantic energy ends up pushing your person further and further away when you just relax and let things go. And, and when you're in flow and not expecting anything, that's when things come to you. So just focus on yourself for the sake of yourself. Find your passions, find your hobbies, educate yourself, heal yourself, grow yourself, read, move, travel, learn, do things that enrich you as a person fall in love with yourself and when you least expect it literally when you've gotten so far down this road of self-improvement and self-love and you forget that there's you know other people to love that's when they're going to come into your life block <laughs> block delete cancel whatever you guys have in common kind of like escaping a toxic household you gotta oh, ex-nay them out of your life as if they never existed not only so that they can't see what's going on in your life but also so you can't see what's going on in their life save yourself save yourself the heartbreak of even knowing like in this case i think ignorance is bliss because you don't need to know like they are not your problem anymore not my monkeys not my circus not my circus not my clowns Let's see what the cherubs said thing about exes is nine out of ten times you actually don't like them you just like the idea you created of them and this cherub is so smart and so onto that you're mourning this relationship because you're mourning really what could have been not even what was and the potential you saw in them versus who they actually were because if who they actually were were that great you'd still be together or you would have found a way to make it work but you have so much more in your life to feel fulfilled about so don't sweat it along that path someone said my ex wants to get back with me and i miss him but i don't want to be in a relationship i think you answered the question in your own question i don't want to be in a relationship so why even entertain it you miss him in the similar way the cherub answered before like nine out of ten times the idea of them is better than who they actually were so there's really no need to miss them and it's like sometimes i miss my braces sometimes i miss going to school sometimes i miss these things that in the moment i hated but i can only now look back at them fondly because I don't actually have to deal with it anymore. So er, block, cancel, delete, remove from your life. Literally, they're an X for a reason. Your future is this way, okay? You don't need to look back. I started having feelings for my situationship. Okay, so if you are in a situationship and you started getting feelings, I personally think that you should be very honest, very upfront with them and tell them how you're feeling. You never know where that could lead you. And if anything, 
at least it'll save you time if you're honest with them and they don't also feel the same way. But if you're honest with them and they do feel the same way, then boom, you saved yourself time wondering. And now you can get into the really good stuff of like being in a relationship, growing together, building trust and all this other things. Um, Yeah, I think just be honest. There's only like a win-win for your future because right now you're in limbo and you're wasting your time. And it's not even wasting your time because the end goal is finding the one. It's just wasting your time feeling that way, you know? Like sometimes, at least for me, I don't feel like I'm living my best life, my best authentic life when I'm not being upfront or forward or speaking my truth. This cherub said, to the one that caught feelings for her situationship, be honest with them. They might not want anything in return and she'll have to be okay with it or cut off completely in order to prevent more hurt from happening along the road. She hit it on the head. But I will say, if they don't want anything to do with you and they're like, well, I'm willing to still be hookup buddies or whatever, I would say just cut it off because you're only going to start feeling more and more the more time you spend with them, if that makes sense. If it's not the outcome you want, it's okay, move on. Go through the mourning process and like the fucking nine, seven stages of grief and get through it, okay? You don't need to be wasting more time and feelings and energy and emotion, you know? The next cherub asked, should I disturb my peace and participate in hookup culture or continue in solitude until I meet the one? I think the best experiences are always in between the two extremes. There's no reason why you need to be like so into hookup culture and then also so into solitude. You can have friends, you can date, and you can hook up casually or seriously. But I think the most important thing to think about is why do you feel that hookup culture disturbs your peace and personally in my belief I feel like intimacy is the most intimate vulnerable raw you're literally naked left to no protection (laughs) well oh you should be using protection but what I mean is like you're completely unguarded and you have to feel safe with this person and a lot of the times in hookup culture, it's just like a, a hit up, like WYD, what are you doing at fucking one in the morning? And it's like, I don't know you. I don't know your intentions. I don't know what kind of vibras you have. I don't know what your energy is. Are you, you know, coming from a loving place, even if it's not love for me romantically? Like, is it coming from a malicious place? What is the other person's energy? Take that into account. Because when you guys are intimate, you're going to be mixing your energy. So whatever energy they came at you with, you're also now going to be carrying that energy. (laughs) Do like a fucking background check emotionally, but also physically. There's also that safety aspect. Like you need to be getting tested and making sure they're tested and making sure you're protected. I think that can wear on you and, and be a stressor, especially as women, because we all know we're the ones that end up having to deal with the consequences if God forbid anything happened on accident if you catch my drift also set out expectations like what is the point of this hookup um are we just getting to know each other and then also throwing in the intimacy part are we strictly hooking up you have to set out expectations and intentions before and i feel like once all that is cleared and known then you can move forward in a peaceful state of mind with my experience being completely different than hookup culture and I was like I wasn't in solitude because I was dating but sexually speaking I didn't touch anyone I did feel 
really safe and protected because I didn't have to constantly be letting my guard down to let people in, if that makes sense. So maybe that's toxic, but I kind of like that. <laughs> I really don't know how I, how I would have reacted if I was hooking up with people while I was dating. Also, another thing is we don't need to feel shame for picking any spot on the spectrum and we shouldn't let people shame us for being on the spectrum at all. And if someone does, again, let the trash take itself out. Now you know you're not a cool person and I don't want you in my life if you're going to be judging me on what I chose to do with my body. We're literally humans living a human experience and sex is part of that experience. Whatever extent you choose to explore that is between you and your partner. Whatever you feel is going to make you happiest, do it. If that's a hookup here and there, if that's a hookup every single night, Monday through Sunday, or if it's like being a nun and like wearing a chastity belt, that's on you. I obviously shared my experience and how it made me feel, but that's, you know, for you to decide. All right, here is what the cherub said about hookup culture. OMG, hookup culture is so true. Not even just the one, but like someone you know and like. It doesn't have to be waiting until the one and you don't have to hook up with everybody. Just find someone you like and know. And I agree. You definitely have to feel at least safe on a on a physical, earthly, like flesh level. You have to at least make sure that you feel safe naked in a room in your house or whatever. Like it's a scary place to be as a girl. One cherub said, tell that girl not to disturb her peace in hookup culture. It's not worth it because it'll only cause more damage. All fun and games till one catches feeling when you're tied to wanting more. I think that could be true depending on what your personality is, like what your attachment style is, which is another reason like you definitely need to start the dating process with dating yourself, getting to know yourself. What are you okay with? What do you need out of relationship? And what do you need out of intimacy? And just know yourself and if you know that you're the type to get tied after becoming intimate then maybe refrain that for people who have already set the intention that like okay we're serious and now we're getting intimate you know nothing wrong with hookups but never worth it if it disturbs your peace amen girl i think at the end of the day it's just about how you feel and if you feel at peace about hooking up or at peace about being alone that's a you thing but I think most people are somewhere in between, you know? Advice on self-confidence, please, and self-love. I think I touched about this on the beginning of the episode, but basically pouring into yourself, loving yourself, growing yourself, learning about yourself. And also, one exercise that I like to do is think about all the things that make you not confident and invert those. Like one thing I, I don't like about me, I'm very inconsistent. So you know what I'm going to do to make myself confident? I'm going to become consistent. Whether it's with work or personal life or my health or my mental, I'm working every day towards becoming more consistent. And I don't have to be perfect, but at least I'm working towards it. And that is raising my self-confidence, my self-love. At least I'm trying and I'm showing up for myself. Yeah, I would say make a list and just slowly work on it. And it doesn't have to be huge steps. Like if you're self-conscious about your hair being short, your hair doesn't need to grow overnight for you to be confident, but just 
slowly every day start adding one little thing into your routine that'll help you get towards that long hair goal i know that's like such a shallow example but it's kind of easier to see like your hair is literally not going to grow overnight it's a process and as long as you're just adding one thing every day or every other day once a week whatever at least you're working towards it one cherub said for the confidence if i may we definitely need to start talking super positively about ourselves i know it's hard because i have my off days but whenever i see that something negative about myself i ask if i would ever say those things to my friends and obviously not so why would i do it to myself the mind is so powerful and once we use it for our own good it builds that confidence and self-love we deserve once we treat ourselves right you won't tolerate disrespect this cherub just is preaching literally to church like she just took us to church amen and that's one thing i talk about on my tiktok a lot is i do a lot of self-talk as if i was either one my younger self or two my best friend and either way i wouldn't talk harshly to them like i do to myself now it's not gonna happen overnight but little by little you will be changing your self-confidence and the way you view yourself but this was episode number three. Thank you guys so much for listening. And again, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review so that we can reach more cherubs. Follow me on Instagram so that you can participate in the next week's Ask Your Angels. Also follow me on TikTok and YouTube where I'll be posting Thursday now for YouTube. And make sure you check in every Monday for our new upload date. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will see you guys in the next Cherub Chats episode. I love you guys. Bye. Oh my God. Again with the angel numbers. 555 as I'm ending this. Are you joking me? No freaking way. Every time, every time I've been coming in to like record, angel numbers.